Hello, this is Tim Price. I want to welcome you to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. And today I want to take a few moments to talk about worship leaders planning your worship service with an outward focus in mind. My name is Elizabeth West, and I want to welcome you to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church worship. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share it with others. Heading now to today's episode. The modern church can too easily fall into the trap of thinking that worship is something that we get and not something that we give. Part of that comes from the consumer kind of mindset. If you're not receiving enough, then you move on or you go find what you need. And and there is an element of, of being fed in worship, but most of that comes from giving to God, celebrating, putting God first, being in worship faithfully with the church, with the body. But we still want to make sure that as planners for worship, we are helping people to understand worship is about giving. So you play a part in that as a worship leader to reinforce for your church the outward focus for your worship times and also for your church in general, the mission and the ministry. Most major shifts in the church come through the pastor if it's going to stick. The vision, the new strategies and the new ways of doing ministry, the culture, most of that comes from the senior leader. But the worship leader has a unique opportunity to speak into the lives of the congregation and to influence the church on a weekly basis. The best case scenario is for leadership to be aligned and for these times to kind of reinforce each other. But it is true that it's too easy to become inwardly focused. So here are some ways, five thoughts for worship leaders who want to try to lead their church to more of an outward focus. Things you can do in worship each week. Number one, is a constant reminder that worship is for God. As a church, as I already mentioned, we give in worship. It's in mission that we most often receive from God. But in worship, we give to God. We can remind and encourage and teach our church, equip your people to give to God in worship, to sing as a gift, to give in tithes and offerings, to lift up our hands and to use our lives and our bodies and our witness to giving God praise and glory to meet together as the church. When we take the attention off of ourselves, we focus on God and not ourselves. In the process, by God's grace and his love for us, there is an element of receiving, of course. As we are giving, we are receiving God's great love and word in our lives. Number two, double check your announcements. If your bulletin or program or whatever you call anything that you hand out when people come in or your screen images or your spoken announcements are overloaded with things that happen on the inside of the church, you're going to wind up with a lopsided, inward-focused, and potentially, eventually, a dying ministry. We need to make uh, sure that there is a balance of outward opportunities to serve and to give and to be on mission. And when you are stuck in an inward focus for very long, it does become a little difficult to 
move toward an outward focus again. It's not easy to get there as far as announcements go. There's a lot of tradition in announcement making but uh, or you know printing or whatever the case is. But we need to be other focused, to be focused outside the walls of the church, on the community, on the needs. And it is the work that we are called to do as a congregation. What's cool is, is that even in the process of making disciples, we are often serving. Sometimes I think a church might think, well, let's spend this time making disciples and get real deep and get real ready, and then we'll go do something. Well, the Bible didn't really make it seem like that was the case. The Bible sort of, Jesus called his disciples to follow me. Let's take action, learn as we go. Send out the 72. We're going to take action. If you have questions, you can ask me later. But it's in the process of serving that disciples are made, the process of going and living it out. So make sure that your announcements are geared toward outward things at least a balance don't be stuck only talking about things inside the church all right number three is plan testimonies on a regular basis when a church hears stories about life change it's a powerful motivation to stay outward focused basically your people whether they know it or not start to think things like this our church exists to make disciples and it's working or lives are being changed and people are coming to jesus Offering that time in the worship service will allow someone to share either live or on video or whatever will literally have a major impact on people within your church and as a whole with an outward focus. Just last couple weeks, we took time for the worship team to kind of do a micro testimony where they just shared their uh, experience of when they began following Christ. And it was a really awesome opportunity for people just to hear even in those brief moments passing the mic through the worship team of sharing when they met Jesus in a few sentences and I heard so many comments about that when we have testimonies on a regular basis our church begins to think about the outward focus of the church to reach people bring them in and pray that God is at work changing their lives and their hearts well that's the first three we'll come back with the last two in one moment all right, so we've had the first three ways that we can have an outward focus or build it into the worship service. A constant reminder that worship is for God. Make sure that your announcements are balanced between outwardly focused opportunities as well as things inside the church. And the third thing is to plan testimonies on a regular basis. So here is number four. Don't resist change. Change is going to come to your church just like in life, change is everywhere. There's the way it is, no matter what. So one big reason that a church will become inward focused is that they don't want to change. So they sort of use this focus in on themselves to try and kind of shelter themselves from it or something like that. Well, here's the ways that you can model change. One is by rolling with it privately and publicly, embracing it. And another way is to be a part of the change Whenever you are in the process of making some shifts in your church to be a part of that and to add in your perspective. And then the last thing is to love your people with grace as they come along. Resisting change is really a telltale sign of an inward focused congregation. And for worship ministry, these changes can be numerous, whether it's the style of worship, new ways of, you know, logistics or production or anything that's going to help reach the next generation or or be different than maybe it was before, but 
we are willing to do it because worship isn't about the preference of the person. It's about the desire to praise the Lord and to invite others in to that. So don't resist change. That's one way that you can be sure that you're going to continue to have an outward focus. And the last one, encourage and celebrate when people bring friends. And this really is the way the church grows. One friend inviting another friend to Jesus to show up to church. It's really the number one reason, too, that people do come to church. Marketing is on the list somewhere way down there. A pastor and how much people like him is on the list, but not not as high as this main thing, a friend inviting somebody. So we want to celebrate stories of people bringing their friends to church. It might be kind of awkward to stand up and say, hey, who brought a friend? Depending on the size of your church, that might work. But most often, it's just going to be you celebrating with your people in general to stand around afterwards to meet friends to hear that somebody has brought a friend and to make a big deal whenever you are connecting with new members about who brought them or how it all happened here's one other way that you can celebrate and encourage friendships and people bringing friends to church and that is while you are planning worship make sure you are thinking about the friend who might be in attendance who has never been there before. And when you are thinking about that, your plans might be slightly different. You might add in the lyrics to something that you think everybody should know. Or you might think a little more about describing what's next or what the flow is or when to stand or when to sit or any of those things that might be awkward for somebody who is a friend showing up for the first time. There's a lot of ways to plan for worship so that friends and guests feel like they are home. So these are the five ways, a constant reminder that worship is for God. Make sure your announcements are balanced with a lot of ways for outward-focused ministry. Plan testimonies on a regular basis. Don't resist change. And encourage and celebrate when people bring friends. These are ways that worship leaders can plan services with an outward focus in mind. I'm grateful for your ministry, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. And I want to share just briefly here as we wind down about a new bundle resource that we have through our ministry. Worship Leader Toolbox is part of Harvest Ministry based in southern Illinois. And we have several digital resources through Worship Leader Toolbox and the other blogs. And we put them all together, all the virtual resources, into one link that we uh, are making available to you, listeners, today. The individual components, if you purchased them all, would be somewhere around $140 or $150, but we're going to eventually sell them for $49 a piece. But this week, if you're listening to the podcast quick enough, they're available for $29.99. There are a couple resources for worship leaders in there, but mainly, if you are a worship leader on staff at a church, you'd be spending this $29.99 And getting resources for children's ministry worship and for staff meetings and for student ministry and uh, Advent devotions for families, several kind of several different components and areas of church ministry, I realize not everybody is in everything, but you are welcome to share these resources with leaders in your church. Send them the link and tell them that you picked up this resource bundle and would love for them to use anything that would be helpful. As far as kids' ministry stuff, we have chord charts and motion tutorial videos and a bunch of links for that kind of stuff. As far as the worship leaders, we have the worship 
culture and conversation cards that we have used at our church various seasons. And it's really cool to stand around after rehearsal or before the Sunday worship, after the sound check, and briefly talk through a quote and a scripture and pray together. It helps build and direct conversations toward the culture you're trying to build. You can find out about the Harvest Resource Bundle, all the virtual resources, at worshipleadertoolbox.com. We'd love for you to pick that up, and uh, we hope that it'd be helpful for your church. So again, thank you for being a part of the Worship Leader Toolbox community, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. We're praying for you and for all our listeners as we keep making an impact in the lives of worship leaders and worship teams around the globe. Before you go, we'd also like to let you know that we have two other podcasts through our ministry. One focused on ministry leadership is called Go Harvest, and the second one is a weekly five-minute devotion called Faithful Friday. You can find out more at harvestministryteams.com slash podcast or go to the link in the show notes.